0: What's up everybody? Welcome back. Merry Christmas to everyone from myself, Mark Atrer, and Making the Cut. Welcome back. Welcome back. Merry Christmas. It's that time of year. For parents, sometimes it's stressful. It's all good. It's almost over with. You get to enjoy the time. You were you actually almost at the point where you could pretty much enjoy Christmas music and Christmas movies without them being ruined for you. But it is what it is. It's that time. Have fun, especially if you have kids. Remember what what the reason for the season. And look, I got a great show for you today on Sports Sunday. I'm gonna go ahead and break it down for you what we're gonna be talking about. We're gonna be talking about the NFL and the NBA and the COVID outbreak. That's one thing that's that's a big topic right now. A lot of stuff changed because of it. The early signing period, NIL, and transfers, and how it's affecting college football. Kind of talking a little bit about uh, you know certain teams, especially LSU. We're gonna talk a little bit about LSU and what things have happened there. And you know, it's also bowl season, man. It's that time of year. I don't know if y'all uh, filled out any of the bowl brackets or not, but man, I bet people are already missing it, M- messing up and got losses and, uh, you know, what an upset of BYU getting upset by UAB. Who, who, who would have picked that one other than those who are in uh, Birmingham, Alabama? So who knows? So before we jumped off into the show, uh, just remind you, hey, my link is always going to be on my Facebook. I'm going to put it on my Instagram a lot of times, too. May not put it on Instagram every time, so if you know they're looking for it, you didn't see it there. It's always on my Facebook. But you also can go to the Anchor app, which is free, Anchor.fm, which is free as well. And it, of course, you can go to Spotify. Spotify, even the free version, you can go there. It's going to let you know once you once you follow me there. It's going to let you know when my next episode is going to be up each time too. And look, I know I didn't get to do uh, take it to the bank pics yesterday, and I didn't get to do. Uh, sports Sunday last Sunday but hey man it's like we were talking at the beginning I man, Merry Christmas is at that time of the year where you know you don't always have the time to do the things that you need to do or want to do but you have to make time to do the things that are most important so that's what happened I'm back on it today let's jump right off into it into the NFL and the NBA we're talking about the COVID outbreak and uh and I was sharing this with a few people uh especially those who close to me I uh, was speaking to it it's and I even posted on my personal Facebook uh about it was that, you know, they had this outbreak, especially it started really in NFL first, and they had their uh, their plans there to where they weren't going to move games if if people were, you know, they have a whole bunch of people who had COVID and whatnot. Uh, and they did the big push for people to get their shots and the vaccinations and all that stuff, and, uh, you know, before I jump off into that, let me, let me go ahead and say this. If you're for the vaccine, good for you. If you're not for the vaccine, good for you. I'm not going... To have a debate with you on it or or have you get offended and not want to listen to my podcast because of what I'm about to say. But I will say this. Uh, all of the players that have tested positive, especially in NFL, are those who are vaccinated. And all of the players are the ones who are getting the new variant after they got their recent booster shot. So says a lot about it. Those who are not, uh, those who are not vaccinated are not the ones that are being affected it's those that are being affected and some of them because they're testing so often uh they're not even having any symptoms so it's just they're 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 testing positive for covid and most of them aren't even sick uh because you know the new variant supposedly doesn't doesn't get you sick and I i don't you know i don't want to get you out on a on a uh political rant or anything like that or or you know one life this life all that nonsense but you do have to agree that it's kind of funny ironic. I, I know it may not be a laughing matter, funny, but you understand what I'm saying. It's ironic that right after the new booster shot comes out, is when the new variant comes out, and that's when all of these players who are doing what the league is telling them to do catch the virus or test positive. So, and you know, of course, they they, they reneged on on their deal with the NFLPA and and the and you know uh, the commissioner and whatnot. They they reneged on everything, said so that they weren't going to moved the games and whatnot, and moved a ton of games this week. You know, there was supposed to be a couple Saturday night games because bowl season, and, you know, they ended up only being one. And let me say this. Who would have thought that the way the New England's playing this year, that they would have lost to Indianapolis with Carson Wentz only throwing the ball for 56, 53 yards. Unreal. Anyway, so back to, back to it. So they made all the changes. They're making more changes as well, which is also kind of ironic and kind of, makes you think that, you know, things that make you go, hmm, or that just don't make no sense. Y'all remember that. You know, oh, brother, where art thou? They, they, they are making some changes in there that, see, again, let, let me remind you, those who are testing positive right now are not the players or coaches who are unvaccinated. It, are the, it is those that are actually vaccinated. So now they're going to make some leniency on testing those who are vaccinated so often so that this situation doesn't happen again. So what happens is you have those where, I, I, and look, science, not science, whatever you want to say, Fauci, whoever, but when you begin to listen to it and begin to pay attention to it, those who are getting the shots are the ones who are getting sick or testing positive, so they have more of an opportunity to spread the virus, but now we're gonna not going to test them as, as often as possible, even though they're the ones that's showing up as positive for it. It's kind of crazy the way that works. I, you know, it just seems like common sense has kind of just left us all. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't understand. But anyway, so, you know, this, it's made it for a really crazy football season. I'm surprised it took this long. Well, not really, because you had to wait till the next booster to come out for it to mess everything up. Imagine that. Uh, But. It has been an absolutely crazy season, this football season. I mean, you have teams that were they were talking about at the beginning of the season are going to be Super Bowl's favorites, and they just fell off the map, Saints being one of them, uh, because of the great defense. Uh, yeah, Buffalo uh, it's kind of fallen off as well. And then you had teams that just shot up to the top that you weren't expecting, like, uh, like New England, uh, Tennessee, uh, Arizona. So I mean, you just didn't expect this, and and so it's been a really crazy, crazy season. And look, if you play fantasy football, you know how much of a crazy season it is. I play fantasy football, and I can tell you this: it has sucked this year. <laughs> Not just for myself, but listen, I play in multiple leagues, and uh, y- y- you know, you have a bunch of people who are normally like fantasy football gurus who do everything, who, who have done everything that they normally do in fantasy football, and seem to be lower end in their league this year. It's not because they didn't draft well. It wasn't because they didn't manage their team well. This season has just been so upside down. You've had all of these injuries. And I, and listen, I, I'm going to go on to say this too. I believe that there's a lot of players in the NFL pulling the LeBron effect, which means they know that they have an extra uh, regular season game this year. And I think I'm pretty positive it's an extra uh, uh, playoff game this year too because they expanded the playoffs. So you have these guys that are <clears throat> taking rest and they're injured or whatnot. Uh, you know, they're not having to take two weeks to if they test positive air quotes there for uh, for COVID. Uh, you know, they could get two more negatives the next day and they could play the next week. So, but they missed that last game, so it seems an awful lot to me. Uh, like the LeBron effect in, in the NBA where I'm going to take some time off so I can save my legs for, for the playoffs. Which, if you watch the Lakers right now, it doesn't look too good. LeBron's losing his stuff, elbowing people. Going the ball uh, off people's faces. AD's as injured as Greg Odom was. Uh, AD is falling apart like a wet paper bag. It is what it is over there. Uh, but it, you know you know me, I have a hard time keeping up with the NBA right now, but you, you can't uh, not see the big headlines because there's always going to be those certain folks who are going to be in the headlines regardless. So they, they have their big names. They are their lord and savior of, of the mothership over there at ESPN. So, uh, you, you know how it is. So that's enough on that. You know, fantasy football, NFL. Look, at, we're getting to the best time in it right now where you're you're getting to the playoff pushes, uh, you know, some teams that are right on the outside, have an opportunity to fight and get in. This is kind of an exciting time. And then you get to the playoffs. And, you know, if your team's not in there, you kind of take the favorite team of who you want to win or root against the team you just don't want to win. That's a lot of times. That's what I do. I'm just hoping it's not another boring Super Bowl. Nobody wants to watch a boring Super Bowl like New England and, and the Rams a couple years ago and uh, let's be honest, even San Francisco uh and Kansas City was kind of boring. And then what was it? Tampa Bay and Kansas City was kind of boring. It was just games that people weren't really watching. So you hope it it's it's, you know, a, a game that's a marquee game because it is a Super Bowl that draws people uh and hopefully they have better Super Bowl commercials for once. I mean, it's been like 10 years since they've had good Super Bowl commercials. Ones that you can just go back and remember that, like, marked your life. Like, everybody remembers the Budweiser Frogs. Everybody remembers those. If you're old enough, you remember them. I know I have some of the younger audience there that doesn't know what I'm talking about. But if you're, if you're my, my age or a little bit younger, maybe 10 years younger than me, you absolutely know what I'm talking about about the Budweiser Frogs. There's there's a ton of commercials, but that was probably the, the biggest one that I can remember. But there's a ton of Super Bowl commercials that's that's been out there. that just you it just brings back. You may not even remember who played in that Super Bowl, uh, but you remember those commercials. And you you were probably like me a lot of times. Even though you love the sport, you love the Super Bowl, you were more invested into what the commercials are going to be telling everybody. To be quiet, shut up, and hush so you can hear so you can pay attention to the commercials more than you did the actual game once the game came back on everybody just started talking chewing your chips and you know crunching your ice and making all kinds of loud noises do whatever you wanted to do right so I hope we get back to that I hope it's a good game this year for the Super Bowl Uh, it's getting to that that fun part of the season Uh, it's almost as fun as when the beginning of the season starts where you have the unknowns uh, but you're having everything kind of come together and everything's so tight this year so it makes it it makes it a lot more fun, uh, although you don't have like that one team, and I know it's a bummer for a lot of people. But hey, it, it's 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 finally a season where you don't know. It's gonna almost must watch TV, so it's it's pretty pretty impressive. So, moving on to the college ranks here. I told you we we're gonna talk about some of these things, and some of them I'm gonna hit on in just a minute too. But it's bowl season, man. You have a lot of crazy things happening with the bowls this year. You know, I've I've joked about it before. There's uh, 783 bowls now. Every team is handed out a bowl like Oprah is handing out TVs on her show, Uh, and and, and it's pretty crazy. I don't see how a team can't make it to a bowl anymore. I really don't understand. I think you could should with as many bowls as there are now. uh, Even if you go winless, you should still get a bowl because that's how many bowls there are. Just let everybody have their trophy or whatever. You know, you know how it is. But some of the bowls are are, are fun and exciting for, you know, there's a lot of group of five teams that they're not going to make it to the playoff. And even before the playoff, the BCS or, or even before the BCS, it gave you an opportunity to watch the smaller teams, uh, which they're on TV all the time now. I mean, it's not like it was back in the day where, you know, for a while, you only got to watch your team once, once every like two months during the football season, uh, because of all of the TV rights, SEC, you name it. But even the lower-end teams, you could even watch FCS teams now. That's right. You can watch Southeastern. You can watch North Dakota and South Dakota States. I mean, you can watch all these teams now. Uh, but in the FBS with the bowls, it gives you an opportunity. Like last night, me and my son uh, watched ULL play uh, Marshall, and that was huge because you get to watch. And it was actually his idea. I, I'd even forgotten that they were playing last night. Uh, but you get an opportunity to watch those teams you know the, the little brother, in a sense, don't don't get into a complex because they called you the little brother. Yes, I know there there's a possibility that ULL may have been able to beat LSU this year. It's a small possibility. I still think there's too much talent on the field for LSU to to allow that to happen. But uh, that still, the little brother. That's the reason why they keep trying to change their name. They're not they don't want to call themselves ULL, but they want to call themselves Louisiana, which I don't understand. Monroe doesn't call themselves that. So anyway, but it was fun to watch that and and you pull for that, you know, the home team to play there. That was huge. Uh, And so that was big time for me. And so, and and you also have the other bowls that you're going to be watching. I'm going to be trying to, I'm going to try to force myself to watch uh, the LSU Kansas state game. I'm going to watch a lot of the SEC bowl games. I'm sure there's going to be some smaller uh, group of five bowl games that I'm going to want to watch just because of the teams that are in there. Uh, You know, I, I am an underdog at heart for, for these teams. And then of course, when the playoff comes around, I'm going to go ahead and call it. I'm going to say uh, that Georgia and Alabama are going to meet again in the national title. I think Georgia takes care of Michigan in a close game. I might change that as we get closer. But to me, it's obvious that Alabama is going to beat uh, Cincinnati, and it's just going to prove everybody who didn't want Cincinnati in there, right? Uh, And so, you know... there's already people complaining because they're the only team without a loss and they're ranked fourth. Yes, I understand that, but you also didn't play the caliber of talent that these other teams did. So, it, so you, you can understand the, 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 argument on both sides there. So it, it's definitely understandable on both sides, but yeah, you know, I'm, when I was saying the, uh, the LSU and Kansas state game, uh, in the Texas bowl, look, man, it's a, that's a game that's kind of hard for me to watch. Uh, I mean, you don't have a quarterback as of yet. They're they're trying to see if Nussmeyer. I don't know. I still don't think it's been uh, given to where he won't waste the red shirt if he plays this game. You have a couple walk on guys that that are at the quarterback position who could play, but you also have uh, Kirkland who uh, who played quarterback in high school, and I'm pretty sure it was at Lutcher. I wouldn't now if he plays quarterback. I'm going to be pretty excited to watch that game. To see how they developed the offense for him, and you know, with LSU, you got a lot of things going on. There were some transfers, transfers out. And I'll get on those in a minute. Uh, you know, and, and new coaching staff. Well, new coach, no coaching staff. But look, man, when you go to early signing day, that was impressive what Brian Kelly was able to do. And you and when you listen to, or I'm sorry, look at the message boards. There's so many naysayers, man. Y'all have heard me talk about it before the the Fairweather fanhood. Uh, of LSU fans man it's unreal they're, they're griping complaining they won't even go back and look at the past years and see uh, w- what O has done and, and even uh, Les Miles was able to do with I mean they were complaining about uh, uh, you know Louisiana guys getting to Bama and uh, Louisiana guys going to other places but when you look at it man for, for what Brian Kelly was able to do when you begin to sit back and think about it for a moment to get those I, I think it was 13 signees uh, you know, a couple of five stars and a bunch of four stars uh, to go along with some three stars there. Uh, man, that is impressive, and especially, the, you know, the, quite a bit from from Louisiana. And then you also saw what he did in building the offensive line, which was huge. Y'all have heard me say it over and over and over. I hope when he comes in, and even before that, that we get an offensive line that can that is what we need, because that's really, I mean, even the 2019 season, I know the defense looked a little bit sorry at the beginning of the year, and then it came around at the end of the year with Dave Aranda there. But the offensive line, man, even sucked that year. I mean, if it wouldn't have been for Clyde Edwards E. Lair, the running game would have been horrible. Uh, it, it just, he was that type of special back. Uh, if it wouldn't have been for Joe Burrow and those receivers, and even Thaddeus Moss, the offensive line would have been exposed like they were in 2018 and in 2020. Uh, so, I, I mean, it's for what he's able to do, I'm really impressed. Uh, you still have another signing day. You have some some big guys, big star guys, even from the state of Louisiana that are undecided. Some that were committed before, uh, that, that decommitted, uh, even before Coach O was announcing that he was leaving. Uh, so he, he, what he's been able to do has been pretty huge. Uh, and, and also in the midst of that, hasn't had the time because he was early signing day period is right then. right and He has to get it on that immediately to save all these players to play. Hasn't had a chance to sign offensive coordinator defensive coordinator yet. That's huge, man. And so now he gets to get on the business with that and still do some recruiting to try to get those other guys for the next signing period, uh, which is huge. So uh, look, that I, I thought it was a great signing class for what you have coming in uh, and for all the changes that happened. And let's be honest, man. The uh, I've said it before. I said it kind of like standoffish a little bit, but I'm going to go ahead and say it. The handling of the firing of Coach O I mean, it just wasn't handled right, in my opinion, uh, the way that you did it in the season. And I've said it before. In the middle of the season, right after they come off their best win of the season, beating Florida, and I know Florida fell off later on, but uh, that, that we could have been the reason of their fall off. But when you begin to look at it, and you and and you fire, you announce the firing right after the best game that they played at all season to that point, it just t- it sent a trickle down effect, man. And then you had some transfers. You had guys that were going to decide that they were too injured to play anymore this season. And you had guys uh, saying that they were too injured to play anymore this season and uh, decided to transfer out afterwards. And, and so you, you have all that stuff. And, 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 and while I'm on that, I want to talk about the transfers from LSU. So you had Max Johnson transferred out. And so you know that when he went on over there to Texas A&M and his, his brother signed with Texas A&M, uh, the number one tight end, um, what a, little brother Johnson, we'll just call him that. Uh, but listen, man, I, I um, for his part, I'm a little bit like when you look at like Eli, Eli Ricks, and I'll talk about him in just a moment. I'm a little bit less um, upset with Max leaving. And the only reason why I say that, and don't get me wrong, it still sucks. And, and but thankfully, we got we got, uh, we got our, our boy coming back, Miles Brennan coming back, and maybe he could do something with the new offense. Uh, Come in, and Nussmeier still going to be there, and you still got Walker Howard. But when you saw the heat that Max Johnson took all season long, man, and, and look, and it's it's a tough thing. It's it's almost like being the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. You're just going to get so much heat all the time, man. It, it's almost unreal and unfair. And uh, man, they they blasted this guy all season long, and never wanted to blast the offensive line or the running game or or the coaching staff. I mean, a lot of times it was a coach staff that, that was getting blamed as well, but they lit into this guy all the time. And listen, these, these kids, this is not like back in the day, they're going to see and read and hear everything that you say. So yeah, yeah. The guy felt like he was unwanted here. And then you got new guys coming in, Walker Howard, the number one recruit, dual threat, uh, number one dual threat quarterback coming in, uh, highly touted and the way that they they pulled him and started Nussmeier earlier in the season. You could see all of that. So this is a different time and the transfers and all that stuff. Eli Ricks, so I'll talk about that for a second. That one there, uh, that one kind of sucks a little bit more. Uh, it, you know, it, I understand it's a business decision. He's going to go get his nil money over there and whatnot. But listen, let me tell you the truth. Uh, he told you where he was going when he decommitted. Because when he decommitted, he said, it, he said, I, I, I'm tired of sitting on the couch watching the college football playoff in the championship. So he told you where he was going. There was, there was, it's not like he was going to go back out to California, go to USC. They've were just they been in a down spiral for so long that they went and tried to go get, uh, what's his name from Oklahoma? Uh, Lincoln Riley. So uh, they, I mean, they gave the house for Lincoln Riley because they've just been such on a down spiral since Pete Carroll left there. Uh, and, and all of that, the NCAA sanctions and whatnot. But uh, so Eli Ricks going there kind of sucked. Like I said, uh, I mean, you, you could see your revenge coming back on Max because he's going to be the quarterback there most likely, uh, unless he gets beat out by somebody else. But their starting quarterback transferred out too. Uh, so, or one of their starting quarterbacks because they had two uh, this season. But uh, and it, w- Eli Ricks is going to go over there, and because he is so good. And listen, he talked, there there was rumors that he was going to transfer out last season uh, after his freshman year. And so uh, it wasn't, it didn't come to him as a surprise. It didn't come to a surprise to me that he was going to Alabama as well because of his statements. Uh, you know, and it, listen, he does have family here in Louisiana. That's the reason why we were able to get him here and to begin with. Uh, a lot of his family is from here, even though he played ball over in California. And so there, there's, there's those things too. But. So on that, I want to jump back off into the early signing period, NIL and the transfers and how everything is really affected. Now, uh, on, on the early signing day period, I mean, you had some teams really show up and show out. AM probably has the best signing class altogether, and they probably have the best signing class that they've ever had. When you go down and look, I think they have more than what you can actually have signed. I, when, you, when you begin to down, look down at the list, it's unreal. The amount of stars they got what Georgia was normally gets, or what Bama normally gets, or Clemson normally gets, but they got that and then some. Uh, so I mean, they have the best signing class. Bama did great, like they always do, Georgia did great, like they always do. Uh, so you you, you see those. I don't, I don't remember how Iowa State went. Yeah, I, I really don't know. I don't pay much attention to them because I'm from the south, anyway. So on the NIL and the know, yeah. That, Reason why I want to talk about this, and also with the kind of tying in the early signing period, when you look at what uh, Deion Sanders was able to do down at Jacksonville State, uh, you know, getting the number one recruit out of Florida, the receiver there, and then also flipping a guy from UCLA who's also a four or five star recruit, going to Jacksonville State, uh, lower end. I mean, it's I, I don't I think they're FCS. They are FCS. That's what they are. Uh, and so to be able to get those guys to be recruited into that level, as opposed to uh, these guys could have been power five, not only FBS, but power five players and marquee players at these schools that they, you know, uh, the, the one receiver was, you know, could have gone to Florida state to or Florida, or Miami, because he's from there. Other guy was already committed UCLA. He really could have gone. He could have flipped to USC or anywhere over there. It was really just anywhere because he was four or five star. Uh, but with the NIL, And, uh, you know, this this is what is happening right now. And listen, I want to predicate this with me saying I am all about the NIL and the transfers the correct way. Uh, I've been a proponent for it since the beginning of it, once they explained it. Uh, And here's the thing. Uh, If a kid can't play, I love the transfer portal. Excuse me. In some senses, because if it would have been for the transfer portal, we wouldn't have Joe Burrow. You understand what I'm saying? We wouldn't have had Zach Meckenberger back in the day. I um, mean, you would have had other schools that uh, Auburn wouldn't have Cam Newton. The list goes on. So, uh, and yes, some of them are graduate transfers, yes, but I also agree with when a coach can leave at any point, like Brian Kelly did, uh, like Lincoln Riley did, uh, you know, when they're going into these kids' living rooms and making promises that they're going to be there, etc. cetera, and all the other promises that they make them, uh, you can understand it. And, uh, and also in the NIL, I was a proponent to it, listen. These kids are not able to be paid. And then let's be honest, legally, they weren't able to be paid. Okay. Everybody was getting paid, especially in the big schools, right? It is what it is. But these, I mean, there always goes, it goes all the way back to probably 10, 15 years ago. There was a kicker for Colorado who had to stop because, uh, you know, he was, he was making so much money in the X games, the winter X games. Uh, and, and so because he was making with the winter X games, he couldn't be a punter for Colorado, a punter right? I mean you also have the guys that, that run track and field uh, that play football. If they go to the Olympics and they're getting paid, hey guess what they can't do it. Uh, but you also have these other things. I mean the, the, I mean somebody who's going to class right now and don't get me wrong, I understand they, they're, they're giving the world when they're brought in as a recruit. Don't get me wrong I'm not you know there are so many more benefits that you get as a football recruit uh, going to a school signee than you do as a kid is going for finance management or whatever it may be. I understand that. But when you look at it, the finance management guy or the uh, you know, social, social services guy can go in and have uh, find a way to get on Instagram or, or YouTube or whatever and get followers and make tons of money if they wanted to. Uh, I mean, they could do, make tons of money doing something as simple as playing Fortnite, videoing, them, videoing themselves playing Fortnite, making millions of dollars. Uh, but the football player or the basketball player couldn't do that. So I was a proponent for that. And these guys were getting in trouble for, uh, you know, selling their jerseys and et cetera. It was, it, I mean, that's, it, you you can have your own thoughts on that. But the reason why so many people were against it was because of what's happening right now. It's turning into the Wild West, okay? It's turning into the absolute wild, Wild West. The rich are just getting richer. Like Alabama's just pulling these kids left and right. a pulling these kids left and right. You're talking about the schools that have tons of money are pulling the kids from wherever. And then when you look, at when you say, "Well, how does it happen at Jacksonville State with Deion Sanders?" Well, here's a little secret for you that you didn't know. He is a part owner of Barstool Sports, so he could get these guys nil right off the bat. He could sign them before they even sign their name to being committed and signed at that school. So yes, even though they're playing down at Jacksonville State, because he's a part owner at uh, at Barstool Sports, he could get them signed up automatically. I know he came out and defended himself and said that that. That recruit, that receiver, uh, when the reports came out that he's going to get the richest uh, NIL uh, contract ever, he came out dispute it and said that's ludicrous. No, it's not ludicrous. They don't fabricate these things, man. And listen, let's be honest. And I, I saw some other things about Dion, like he's just trying to help it out uh, with the black colleges and whatnot. In a sense, he is. But let's be honest. In a couple of years, Dion's going to go try to take the job at Florida State. Mark my words. That's it is what it is. Uh, And he knows how to do it. He knows how to play the game now since the game has changed. So since you can uh, get money to to recruits legally now, uh, you know, he knows how to play the game. But here's my thing, too. Y'all know I've been down on the NCAA for a long time because they just do stuff that's just stupid, man. Uh, Moronic, and they make themselves look stupid. They pick on the teams that they want to pick on. Uh, They don't police the way that they should police. Uh, And so they've almost put themselves completely out. Of the whole situation of college football because this college football is and even college basketball let's be honest can really police and take care of themselves now they have enough money to be able to do whatever they want to do especially the power five uh without the ncaa being there they could just become their own entity and and part ways with ncaa and that was they were actually well on their way well actually what's happening now with the way the transfer portal, and let me hit off on this one more time with the transfer portal, the reason what's, what's wrong with it. You had a glimpse of this a few years ago when you had a receiver. Uh, I forgot where he was from, but he was committed to USC. Then he signed for signed at Texas, and then he transferred to USC, and then he came back later on the next year and transferred back to Texas. And so you saw a problem like what can happen if you don't do this the right way. And it's the same thing with NIL. Look what's happening right now. This is the reason why so many people were against it. Because it's just, it, it's it's doing what, because you're not doing it the right way. These kids, uh, they're coming into money. It, it is what it is. Uh, and and so, uh, and there has been a talk that the kids are just going out there. It's just for the money. I know even Lane Kiffin said it. Yes, it's, that's most likely true. But let's be honest, it was the truth before. It goes all the way back to Eric Dickerson going to play at uh, SMU instead of Texas A&M, even though A&M gave him a car, you know? So you have all these things. But what's going to happen now is you're going to allow the NCAA to put their stinky little noses back in this. And they're going to have to police it because you didn't police it right yourself. Because you just went wild west on everything, right? Unreal that you allow this to happen. The first year that it's really open, you go buck wild on it. And you lose all respect (laughs) because now you got all of college football upset. The coaches, the ADs, except for the rich who are getting richer. They're loving it. This is, this is what you wanted to get away from, and this is what you allowed it to become instead. And so right now, you're just kind of hurting the game. And, and you, what you're doing is you're going to get another situation where uh, it doesn't, it, especially if the, the college football playoff doesn't change from four teams in a little while, you're going to keep having the same four teams. Which when you saw Alabama and Clemson playing every year for the national title, it was just boring. Nobody, it, and your ratings were down. Your bottom line is always the most important when it comes to your to your product, and right now you're not putting out what needs to be put out. And right now you're hurting it even worse. Uh, it, you know you're watering it down like watered down stocks with the amount of bowls that you keep adding anyway. Uh, so you you you're tampering with something the wrong way that you don't need to tamper with it, and you're allowing the NCAA to get their their sticky hands back in there. People are gonna get fined. The rich who are getting richer are not gonna get fined. I'm, not fine, but penalized, whatever it may be. Uh, but those who are trying to keep up with him are the ones who are going to get hurt. And so they going to be in, come in and do the same thing that they always do because they're the leopard that can't change their spots. It just is what it is. And so right now you still got the same ongoing saga with more parts to this soap opera. Right. And so hopefully at some point something comes in common sense. Everybody takes a step back and says, Whoa, we got to slow down on this a little bit. Cause it's not right. Um, And and look, if somebody asked me what's going to happen with uh, OU and Texas coming to the SEC, when's it going to happen? Honestly, all of that's been kind of swept under the rug for the time being. I know that you have like Houston and Cincinnati and them going to the Big 12. uh, But right now, there's been no talk of, you know, if the SEC and the Big 12 have won their cases and see if it's going to happen this year or a couple years down the road. So I don't know. I'll try to keep up with that for you too. Look, keep up with the recruits. It's fun, man. If, If you're anything like me, I love keeping up with the recruits, the recruits and stuff like that. So anyway, I, you know, I, it's so exciting, I guess, because last week I didn't, I didn't get to ha- have a show on sports Sunday that I'm just going to keep on talking, but Hey, I hope you enjoyed it. Hope you have a Merry Christmas. Uh, enjoy your family time together. Remember the reason for the season and it again, Hey, go, uh, and check out my podcast, follow me, share me with anybody. Hey, you're, if you're going to be out of town with uh, friends and family this, this week, uh, for Christmas, hey man, let them know about my podcast, especially if they're sports fans. You're watching bowl games together, hey, tell them, say, hey, that guy's got a he's got a podcast and it's really good. You want to hear it. And so, anyway, I appreciate it. All of you, hopefully I have another one coming soon. You know, the holidays just messing it all up. But hey, as always, go to Spotify, the Anchor app, anchor.fm, or anywhere to get your, your podcast. You can find me and listen to me there. And of course, my links are always going to be on, on Facebook. And until next time, Merry Christmas from Mark Attrayer and Making the Cut. Thank you.